professional wrestling superstar, champion, entrepreneur, author, and show host. Feeds you more interviews, more stories, more information, and more laughs than ever before. <laughs> Conversation with the big, the big guy, Ryback, starts now. Welcome to the Ryback Show. I am the big guy, Ryback. Today I am joined by Joseph Rude, a.k.a. Eric Rowan. From WWE, the guy I have uh, wrestled quite a bit and uh, and been on the road with and spent some time, my time in WWE while we were there together and seeing him come in with the Wyatt family and go on into success as the Wyatt family, the tag team wrestling, uh, the Bludgeon Brothers with, with Luke Harper, Brody Lee, they're now in AEW. And uh, and then obviously watching uh, from the outside, the you know the singles run uh, with the spider, and we talk about that. What what happened with all that? We talk about the whole COVID situation and getting released during that. If he was surprised, caught him off guard at all during all that. What the goal is, you know, moving forward with everything. He just did a movie. Uh, where uh, what's his thought process with everything going on and wrestling? We talk about wrestling without fans, uh, his thoughts on that. We, we get into uh, our time working together a bit. Uh, his theme music, as you know, I'm a huge fan of that that Eric Rowan genius theme song. Uh, we talk about that. We actually talk about him and Big Show a little bit. And Big Show actually, not that Big Show didn't like him, but it was Big Show didn't know him yet. And they're working together. And then eventually uh, the relationship that those two had. Uh, we talk about his relationship with Vincent Hunter, what that was like, what the conversations were uh, while he was there with that, including a, a conversation he had uh, with Paul Heyman and what Paul told him the day, uh, his last day in WWE that he did not know at the time was his last day. Talk a little bit about social media and again, get his thought, uh, one piece of advice, he has some great advice to close the show. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, Joseph Rude, a.k.a. Eric Rowan. Big Red, what's going on? Ooh, just keep busy. And then uh, lack of dealing with the downtime with uh, the COVID stuff's crazy. Are you still in Minnesota or did you move? Oh, I'm in Minnesota. I'm in a better place out here. I'm over by the cities now. With, with, uh, I got remarried, everything. So, yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Much better place. Okay, yeah. Are you are you near uh, Axel out there at all, or no? Heading? Are you away from? Uh, so so he uh, is currently living out of his cabin. I think he wants to move there full time. Yeah. So yeah, we don't see each other as much, but uh, I, we've been joking around and do some stuff together. I just boxed him the other day. He sent me when I got a reply back. He uh, he was telling me he's been out at the cabin and uh, just enjoying some time off. But man, this whole what yeah. a crazy period. Everything going on. The uh, yeah. He, He's going to die there. <laughs> that's, that's what he said. He's like, I'm going to die there. Man, he's, uh, I love Joe. He's one of the best guys that I know, but he, he's in his island out there at the cabin with his family and just cold beers, fishing, oh, yeah. just living life. So I'm, uh, it was good to talk to him. I've talked to him. We've talked a few times, different points, but it's crazy. I was like, time, time flies by. It's, uh, 
shit, I left. It's been over four years. It was been like four years and three months, I think, that I left. And time goes by, and like I talk to people sometimes here and there, but like you fall out. Like when you're out of that uh, atmosphere, everyone's like still in it, and then it's just different. So yeah. Well, what's what's funny about it? You can not see a guy for like five, six years, and then it's like we travel so much together. Yeah. That's like, oh, what's up, man? How are you? You know, when you finally get hooked back up with somebody, it's like nothing happened. You know what I mean? Lifelong, <laughs> only lifelong friends. Yeah. yeah, life lifelong friends in this business. It's literally the same. Everyone, every single person I've had on, it's literally, it's as if time was is whatever's happened is going on in your lives. But like every. You just pick up where you left off, and it's uh, it's one of the cool things about wrestling that because you spend a lot of time together with the guys. Like we've wrestled, we've done we've mm-hmm. done live events at various points throughout our careers, and you we all deal with with all the different shit just in different ways. And but man, it's uh, were you expecting everything that happened with that, or did that kind of blindside you? Oh, I mean, it's blindside for everybody, especially when they're signing contracts to all these people be like, Oh, we want you. We want you yeah. so bad. Or we're going to sign to this contract. We're going to sign that contract. And then for me, I was used every week. I was used, you know, whether it was bad creative or good creative. Like I had, I had opportunities when my opportunities were good and I had opportunities when they weren't good and you keep digging away and you keep hoping for the better opportunities. You know, I, don't, I was there for this last run I had my own was the best solo run I had yep. and the worst solo run I had yeah. all in the course of a year. So it's like you stick with it because you love the business and you, you hope they listen to your ideas and you hope something happens. Something yeah. does happen. And then it doesn't work out the way you want it. Cause then you're told one thing and they have a way of slowing people down and getting what they want out of something or what they, and it's just the way it is. It is. Yeah. And that's something that is important. They see you are, I remember you were always booked every week. Even if you were like when we were like, cause we've, we've done various things together too, storyline wise. And like, then we've wrestled when like we weren't involved in storylines and, but you're always booked every single week consistently. And like you're, there's not very human, many human beings like you on that. So that, I remember when I, when I saw your name on there, that was, I was one I was like, man, that doesn't really make that much sense was and like, was everything with you. Cause I've been gone for four years. And I want to talk about a few different things from our point when I was there with you. But what was your relationship like with that, with Vince and Hunter there, with everything towards the end? Uh, I mean, with with Vince, it was fine. Like we we'd have conversations and yeah. whatnot about like what what he wanted for something. But it was weird. It's like the whole course of ever since I got back from my last injury, being told, "Hey, you're not going to be in the Bludgeons no more," and then, "Hey, you're going to be with Daniel Bryan." Okay. Okay, that's you know kind of a step back for me, but Daniel's great, obviously. You learn something from everybody, you know. Yeah. And then to be thrust into a different spotlight from that—that that was cool. They got let me talk finally for the first time since I was in the company, and it turned people's heads. And I'm like, well, I'm still the same guy. I just you're giving me a chance to talk and kind of voice out my own frustrations because it ended up being a character that was being disrespected by the company and overlooked. And I'm like, Hey, that's, that's how I was feeling. So it was great. It, it hit home to me. And then they brought Luke back and those were genuine feelings in the pay-per-view when he came back. And it was like, yes, this is great. Like this is a story. And then we had the hell in a cell, which we lost. And then there was a draft and basically they don't tell you till the day of, and Hey, you're going to this show and you're going to the, this show. And 
for Luke, they just didn't use them. They weren't releasing them at that time. And then finally they let them go. But it was like, it's just weird because it's like, okay, you put all this energy and investment into me. You had me, get, you know, finally have a character that spoke and, you know, was going somewhere. Yeah. And then I was, uh, I think I debuted on Raw like a few weeks later versus Seth, who was the champion at the time. And they had me in a false count anywhere match. It was a fun match. They tried to protect me by doing a forklift finish where they had, you know, and put the forklift down on me. It was like a recycled girl stated thing, but it was like, okay, well, they got to have some sort of plan for me to have me strong over the champion. And then I think I was in the UK a few weeks later because I was doing all the house shows and everything, doing main events of the house shows. Yeah. So I was like, okay, they have plans for me. They put, you know, trusted me to do these things because they wouldn't have me in that position. And then, oh, here's a cage. It's, you know, and, yeah. and, 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 and hey, you're not going to talk. Or, hey, you're going to do baby talk. Like, okay. For you, it's always been fascinating with me. And, and again, you don't really can't understand it unless you're in, in that environment. And, but you've always had a great attitude. I've always thought you were a great worker, a great, a great, not just a great big man, a great, great worker, but you've always just done whatever was asked of you and go out there and you, ex- as anyone does, you go and you, you execute the role. And sometimes you're used in, and highlighted in good ways. And other times it's, odd ways but it's really it can be frustrating when like when you do get certain opportunities and then they're not followed through for no reason and there's really no explanation you're like well well, why did we start this if we're not really i always talk about it when i do the wrestling show the goal like there's real no no real goal with a lot of guys like i feel like if you have a character and you come up with a character you're gonna do something different you have a goal in mind from a company standpoint whether it's to you know rusev when Rusev debuted, I just had him on the show last week. And whatever happened, then they had him undefeated. We all kind of, I think in the company, everyone kind of felt like he was eventually going to go to John Cena and put Cena over. But in my opinion, though, that's great at least for a heel. You come in, you're undefeated for a year and a half or whatever it is, a year. And then you have a big blow off. There's a goal at least for that period with that. And it's a huge payday and everybody wins, essentially. Whereas other guys will come and... I've seen it with you, and, and you've had all the success in the Wyatt family, and we're such a huge part of that. I love you and Luke together. I've always loved you and Luke together. It's just, to me, I don't know, I just always have loved it, personally. I always loved working you guys, but then I've seen them when they, you have gone off on your own, and, and we've talked about it at different points. I remember like when you and Big Show were doing things, it's like, you'll get a little momentum, and then they'll take it away, and it, but it's not picked back up after that. It's just kind of like, well, this is done. And it's like, well, what are we doing? And I feel like you, but you've always just played your role perfectly. But it's just one of those, the spider was the same thing. It's like, it, where are we going with it? And then it just kind of ends. And I, I've never understood that. Did they, were you ever vocal about any of that? Like, like what are we doing or anything or no? Oh, this is the first time in my career I think I was most vocal about things. Yeah. Uh, you've always and, been very uh, professional. When I, yes, people, yes. Very. Um, and I was professional with how I was vocal about it. It was like, okay, well, what's the plan for the the cage? Why am I doing this? Yeah. And I was told a reason. Oh, it's going to be because it's going to be something that's going to, you know, get killed. And it's going to get killed by a baby face, but it'll set up a good feud. Okay, it's going somewhere. And then I'm waiting and waiting. And then that never happens. And it's like, okay, well, you guys have strung this apart so long. Let me pitch something else. And I would send in a pitch. And oh wow, you were actually uh, sending stuff in then. Oh yeah, I was sending it straight to to Heyman, and yeah. uh, he would relay it supposedly to Vince. Whether that happened or not, I don't know. I'd like to think it did, but 
who knows you never know, unless yeah. you unless you go directly to the guy himself but sometimes that you know and you know the door is always open sometimes it's not possible yeah and i had no problems waiting outside the door and getting in but you know when the show gets changed a lot of times and you can't get into that door that day you're stuck doing what you got to do that day yeah. and, and too, uh, when you like you say for people listening the role that you're in if you're not in that like top circle it's really if they you're not being looked over by somebody. It's really difficult to get things changed sometimes, or like it's it, everyone's kind of falls in the same position. And it, it, TV days and getting old events can be really, really stressful if yeah for people. Listening. And and it's like a thing where it's like okay, well then you're told what it's going to be, you know. And then you know after it's been shown, then then you know I pitch something else. I'm like okay, well let's try to save this, and maybe it's not this, but we can go this direction and have a whole character pitch there and then i think it was the last day i was on tv is um like no we're just gonna kill it and it was uh, the last show i was on was the last was the last live show they did it was uh, versus drew and it was i was really frustrated at the time not only because they had built me and built this thing up they didn't want to use any of the ideas but because uh i felt like okay well at least i could work drew drew's you know awesome he's going to be working brock and mania i'm like okay this this will be good and i can give him some i'm like okay no it's like a four minute segment you guys have entrances he's going to kill the thing okay well can i you you want me to stop him and like no you can't punch him it's like okay okay yes sir i I think it was that day i went up to Heyman and i i asked him i said hey i feel bad this cage thing didn't work i pitched ideas that didn't get through and i said am i okay like i couldn't get something to work and i i am very proud about what i do in that ring whether it was written or not written and if i can't you know make something work i get really down on myself personally and professionally and so i straight up just asked him i was like am i okay and he's like you're in great standing with the company last words i heard <laughs> classic, but, uh, classic paul Heyman. <laughs> but 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 yeah i uh i go on there and uh, drew's great but I did what I had to do uh, for that thing, and that was the last time I that was the last time I was on TV. So it was it was a complete blindside in that respect. Man, I'm trying to just sort this out, and I, and I remember when I saw your name on it because you were being used, and I, it just didn't make sense to me. And it, but it, it oftentimes doesn't, and I just know from my time there, like I said, everyone always enjoyed working with you being around you you got along with you like it just doesn't it doesn't make sense like it's one of those but i think it's for you i'm i'm interesting interested in knowing like with you though who would like cuz you, you did have ideas what did you envision like if you if you had your say character wise for and, and you got what would for you what would you like the, what's the vision that you have for eric rowan at the time or or for joe like what? What do you do? What do you picture yourself as? The closest I ever got to what I wanted to be was uh, the Roman Reigns angle yeah. and the Daniel Bryan angle, and and that's when I just wore metal shirts. I kicked ass and I did horrible things, but in my head I was justified for those horrible things. Yeah, because with with any heel, he's psychotic, but he thinks he's doing the right thing. Yeah, but he's obviously you know off his rocker. I was a huge fan of like. I would watch old uh, serial killer interviews in prison and they're, they're off the rockers. You watch some of these Netflix true crime shows. These people talk like 
they're like, they know exactly, you know, their motives and like everything are sick and twisted, but in their heads, they're tormented people and they have a lot of a backstory. And then to me, I would just think about every gimmick I had as Eric Rowan. Like, you know, even you can go back to the genius stuff. And, I have, oh, I have it in my notes. And, 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 and the Rubik. So I'm a, a guy who's in a cult that regresses back to his childhood. Yeah. And then gets slapped in the face by Brody. We formed the Bludgeon Brothers. And then I end up being a psychotic, you know, killer again. You know what I mean? And then I turned vegan yeah. <laughs> with, with Brian, a very political in the world, until I realize that he's just using me as a pawn in his, his game to get his own agenda over. Yeah. So who was the heel of that <clears throat> if, from that standpoint? Because I just wanted to get attention. And that was the character I wanted to be. And then we just regressed back to some craziness because that's what the Eric Rowan character was, I guess. Just a guy who did goofy gimmicks. See, to me, and you hearing you say that, and like I look at your Instagram page and see that, and with the like just the death metal stuff, and like with the, talking about the serial killers, but for you to be able to do that, you would have to have say in your character and be able to do so. Nobody could write that. I mean, you can get bullet points, but like to me, that's such a that's who you are. That's that you could play that character and excel at that. And then to me, it's like, well, okay. And if I'm in creative, I look at this, I'm looking at your social media pages. I'm having some conversations with you. I'm just talking here. I, okay. I have a, a pretty good idea of, of what you're about. Let's make this a character and turn it up and like, let's give you some badass music that matches your real personality, that things you're into. <laughs> and like, but and I go back to this and I remember when you're doing the genius stuff and I always joke because I got to experience it one week on raw with you. But I think you had, and this isn't your fault or anything, the Eric Rowan genius character had the worst theme music, in my opinion, of all time. And all of wrestling, of all the sports, anything, it was, and we, I remember backstage at Raw, we were doing the fired angle, the authority angle. We were supposed to be, and you had like tag, or we had to go out to the ring. And we were supposed <laughs> to go out to my music, and for whatever reason, they played yours. And I just remember like oh. walking out, and I've never been... There was no like energy in the music. I go, fuck, this sucks. <laughs> it was pretty terrible music. And I was, I was very vocal about trying to get a switch Were from you? day one. And uh, the Bloodshot Brother music was the only music I had any kind of like creative like say that, yeah. in. And I loved that music. And then they just automatically give me some different music when I went off on my own after that. And I was like, what are you guys doing? I, I want some say in this music. It's so like, important. I, 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 I was like, can I use this band? And they're going to sign over all rights to this song? And they're like, no, no, we cannot do that. We cannot do that. Then Ronda Rousey comes out with some yeah, crazy yeah. song. And I'm like, hey, hey, wait, what do you mean you can't do that? And then, like a lot of other guys, they let use music. Punk like, did it with the other All right. One. Yeah, I, I, th I think it was just because you don't want to invest no money in me, which is fine. It was, now it's over and they're done with me. So it's, no, it's <laughs> just, I get it. I mean, I, I feel like though we can go to the generic music uh, files that they have there and find a thousand better ones than that one that uh, that Jim Johnston has done and that not used or something. I man, you can give if Stone Cold Steve Austin would have had that music, his career would have been over. Like it, it's nobody would have could have made that music work. I don't care who you are. You, you know, I always found it as a challenge in some of those earlier house shows where I said, okay. I have to come up to this music either as a face or as a heel. If I can't get that crowd to cheer for me or to boo for me louder than that music at the end, then I didn't do my job. And usually by the end, it was, I got some, got some good reactions, but <laughs> every time I walked out with that music, my head would just go down 
and I would just be like, because it just sucks the energy. Yeah. I like had a one, two, three. It's here the music. There is no emotion. Like, I feel like there has to be something. It doesn't matter what character had that music. I don't care if it was fitting for some sort of character. The music just elicits no reaction from the crowd. Like I, oh God, it's, I, I stress. I've talked about it multiple points because it, it it left such a lasting impression. Having to go out there, like I said with you, with that was. I remember literally screaming, this fucking sucks. <laughs> I, uh, I'm very excited if you ever work in indie with me that I can uh, have somebody play that music mid-match. Yes. It's your, we- your weakness, like your kryptonite. That'll be the road to the heat spot. <laughs> get, get you down, run up, <laughs> put the music on, be like, ha, 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 you were done. Man, you know, I got to tell you, too, I, I was, a lot of people, I don't know, you're such a great big man. You're so... I picked up a lot of guys in that stalling vertical suplex, and you—I mean, you are—you are a huge, huge individual, and you go up is—you are as good with your body as anybody I've ever worked with. Specifically for how big you are, we used to do those stalling verticals. I think we even got one. Did we get one thirty seconds one night? I mean, we got—I don't know. You were able to hold yourself up. I I don't know who got me longer. It was either you or Cesaro. But it's, I don't know. I, you guys, you guys had a, I did, I did remember hearing lots of grunting. <laughs> well, I had the bad shoulder at the time too. But that, but that might've been when you were a little messed up and, but you weren't telling anybody. Yeah, I was. Even, even the guys who were working. Yes. I was a wreck there. I it was, um, but I just, for people listening, you were, I always thoroughly, we, I thought we had fun matches. The crowd was great. I always enjoyed doing the singles, and we were had never really. We would just be paired up on. I remember towards the end, we were just paired up on live events a bit, weren't we? Yeah, just random, random, random. openers, which are, which is great. Yeah, but that's when they wanted you to get rid of the feed me more stuff, and you were the baby face. Yeah, I remember. And, this. and I, I think I was adamant to you, like, no, 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 please, yeah. this is live event. Do they don't want me to? I'm like, you have to do it. We would have got no. Like, <laughs> there would have been no because that, that was the period. Vince, they wanted me to be like a tweener. And to be more aggressive, uh, we're kind of heelish, but, and then it was, but I was going to keep everything. And then they started telling me, no, we're going to take away the feed me more again. And I'd already been through that once. And I was like, well, we're, okay, to do that though, you got to be able to get heat or do stuff. But clearly on these live events, I'm a baby face. I'm still a baby on TV. We haven't done anything. Nobody in the crowd's going to know if I'm trying to be a heat. Like it would have just been disastrous. So, but I, I remember that, man. How's your body feeling? with everything because like you know you know there are a lot it's, of years. It's, it's like when i'm going it feels great and then like i think this last run like my body felt the best of all and that that might be because i was working a lot of squashes but even when i was moving and doing a lot more of the stuff like you know live events stuff the single stuff like it my body was feeling good but then like when i when it slowed in march when i just stopped cold turkey and i yep. wasn't in the ring i think i just got back into the ring to roll around and I'm like, my body's starting to feel a little better again, but it's like your body, like you start noticing like different things about your body. And it's like, you know, you get, you are banged up. You're calcified to like keep going, going, going. So when you do slow down, it's like, you got to teach your body and these muscles to like fire again. And it's like, it's been a process of having to work on that flexibility and strength and different things. But like, luckily whenever I, shut down it was just to have surgery so luckily that was my body's way i guess of protecting itself as best as it could i don't really notice too much of any like you know permanent damage yeah but you know i have like a a torn you know bicep up here like a slight tear from like 
having to do a dress rehearsal before I left. They made me do the same thing like 20 times. Oh, and no. I, I heard a crunch before I had to do a two segment match that nice. And I don't think I've ever sworn so loud in my life. I mean, yeah, no, <laughs> but, uh, because it was uh, completely, you know, something that could have been avoided. But uh, it was just little things like that, that, you know, on top of being frustrated with the cage character that, you know, just little things that you think about that are like, well, why, why did I put my, why did I even do that? Yeah. It's like, people don't, just, a lot. Like, I talk about this and like everything wrestling wise. And because you give yourself to the, and I talked to, which me and Miro Rusev talked about this a bit, where he felt really let down and hurt after he'd had surgery and no one called him. And people don't understand. I feel like the, the, all of us, you, we have the, you have this love for wrestling and, and for WWE and you go there and you give them everything you got. And it's, but like that five day a week schedule, I remember the first two or three years was like five days every week on top of the tours. And, and then it cut, got cut down to four and the split rosters more. And, but even four days a week to do that at that high of a level in training and traveling and all that, like it really, really, it puts you through the meat grinder and you don't even know it at the time. Cause you just keep going, you keep going and you keep going. And like that happened. I knew I was really fucked up when I was there and I was getting toward all and toward all in my back every night in cortisone two or three times a year, which they were giving more and more into my joint and told me I'd be all right. It's my fault because I let them, but the cortisone ate away my entire shoulder that I have no cartilage left. And then ate away all my muscles and my, Dude, when I left, so when I left WWE, I left for multiple reasons, but internally I was like, I need to get the fuck out of here. Like something I knew, like I was going to, something in my head just was in St. Louis. I was like, I got to leave or this is going to be, this is going to be really bad. And then when I left, I got my ear and nose fixed by them because I never could breathe through my nose or hear from my ear. I had a ruptured eardrum. I got those fixed. I go, my back and shoulder will just get better on its own. It went the other way. I turned into like a 95 year old man. I couldn't get out of bed. My legs started atrophying. The nerves I had fought. They told me I needed a five disc fusion and shoulder replacement. But I was working literally every night. And those drugs, rather than in, should have went and got an MRI and caught it and then just figured out what was causing those problems, which were some of the moves I was doing and whatnot. But you just keep some of, the, some of the moves you were doing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That backpack stunner in particular was the was the yes. big culprit for my back, but you don't realize it when you're there is what I'm getting at though. Like you go and go and go and then you leave. And then I think that's why you see a lot of like the old time legends there that work for Vince. They're fucked up for the rest of their lives. And it's, yeah. it, it can be disheartening, but you're in good shape. You're saying you you feel good. Yeah. Well, I luckily never touched the Tordell stuff. I never touched the cortisone. The worst I did is where I'd get the bursa sacks or the knees would swell up. I remember you remember there was a pay-per-view we did, uh, I think it was you when you body slammed at Harper a hundred times. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so a bunch so of I, knee I did, strikes and a bunch of body slams. I did, I did something where I come off the top rope to break up a pin with a splash, which ended up being, or was supposed to be an elbow, ended up being some weird splash last minute that the camera barely even caught. So I'm like, why did I even come off the rope? But I ended up tearing my knee, the cartilage of my knee, like really bad. And you know how that stuff takes to heal. It just keeps, you know, every time you take a bump on your, your leg again, it tears back open. Yeah. So, like, that thing swelled up so much. And I remember the next day, it was supposed to be Braun in the match. And I was going to sit up the side and go, like, no, we need you. So it's just like little things like that where it's like, okay, yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'll go. And, like, you tape it up. Yep. And then instead of, instead of healing on its own in, like, you know, four weeks, these little bumps and bruises, you know, you keep getting it drained after every house show. You tape it up. But every time you land on it, 
something that could heal in you know about three to four weeks ends up taking like months to heal yeah. and like you still got the scar tissue and stuff luckily it's not that bad but like stuff with your elbows or you know you keep working until your your arm falls off but, you know like the, until you the, can you get out yeah, until the rotator cuff goes yeah. off the bone. But it's like you keep going. And luckily, I was able to have those surgeries when I needed them. But, yeah, I, I couldn't imagine having to feel like you had to put that stuff into your body, you know, and how much that must have messed you up. Because there's a there's a crazy pressure. And, you know, that might have changed a little bit now. Because yeah. I've seen the guys, you know, not now they're pretty much encouraged not to, not to work when they're banged up. And they're not going to be, you know, get... They don't have, oh, you're not going to get pushed or you're not going to get on television. Yeah. They're very good about that now, I think. Which it wasn't, though. If you weren't reliable, no, though, before, no. see, that's the, the fear they put in, though. Like, if you're, and I fell into that, and like everyone, I was always in a good spot. I felt like I was in a level where I did, I felt like I would have, it could have been bad because it was always kind of teetering. I felt like, but that was, I should have, I remember multiple times, like, I need MRIs. But you just don't take this; you'll be fine. But, yeah, and it, it changed it a, lot, yeah. a lot. Just and and that's just the way the business has changed for the good. I think I agree. Um, at first, I was like, "Oh, what's this guy doing? He's he's not working through Pussy. this." And yeah, then, yeah. And, and, <laughs> but but then I got to think about. No, actually, these are all people that are you know they want to have long lives, and I get that. Yeah. I get that, and I wish I would have you know not worked through some stuff. I tore a, my bicep off the bone in SummerSlam with Harper. And we beat New Day, and I was told, oh, hey, we're going to need you to work in a couple of days. We'll protect you. And it ended up being like a crazy no disqualification match, two segments, and it ended up just being a regular match. You know, I did it because, you know, we got to drop the belts, but like, like there was no protecting me. No, there's, <laughs> you can't. It's not. Yeah. And it's, it's like, if you, if you try to favor it, then you're going to hurt yourself more oh, or something else. So it's just like, you know, I could have said no, I guess. And maybe if I would have, maybe I would have, uh, you know, had a different kind of, they would have a different respect for me. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. It, it's, that's one of the, the stuff you, about the business. With that. Yeah. But what it, I guess it's all how you're brought up in the business, and, you know, your mind. I like to think, I like, I like to think, you know, they're the people around, you know, kind of help you not try to push it as much. And like right now, the guys aren't having to do all these live events. They're just doing TVs. And they're getting paid, you know, better than we were for doing. <laughs> I heard that the pay had gone up with everybody. And like, I'm hearing now too. Cause like, I'm all better pretty much through all the stem cells. I'm, yeah. I'm hoping to go back by the end of the year, not WWE. I'm done forever with that. But the, the I have AEW is the one place I'm like, man, one day a week. Like that to me is, even if you look at like fighting and everything, fighters fight a few times a year and wrestling is such a unique business that pushing yourself though physically, even one day a week, that's a lot for your body. If you're actually truly going out there and like with the training and actually exerting yourself, if you're doing a fucking 15, 20 minute match, but, or even just a guy your size to be as large as you, people can't understand just how hard it is physically to go out there and perform and exert yourself at, and be athletic week after week, let alone night after night. Like I know you'll remember the Friday, Saturday loops. Then you go to pay-per-view on yeah. Sunday. Then on uh, Monday, you have a main event match followed by a raw segment. Then on, uh, Tuesday, you would do the, or it would, Monday would be the superstars yeah. followed by Raw. And then if you're lucky, you have main event off and you can just do a SmackDown yeah. uh, segment. But sometimes you're not lucky and you got to do the do everything. main event. And if you don't do the main event segment, then, you know, it might be in the dark match between that segment. It was a lot of stuff back then. 
And I'm not saying there's a lot of stuff now, but the roster is a lot bigger now that they're able to spread out a lot of these shows. But like back then, like there was a lot of stuff. Constantly. And I don't think people can truly understand unless you get to like experience it. But that's like the thing too, like you said with the guys like you from here to everyone like we've all worked together. Like that to me is the one thing I miss the most is actually like the arenas and just seeing guys are just running into and catering and bullshitting for 20 minutes, whatever. Cause you, you see that those are the guys you see. And like when I always tell people, it's like, I'm really happy now for the first time. I feel like I'm truly genuinely happy. Life is fucking amazing. I'm not in pain anymore. Whereas when you're on the road, I just remember being in the waking up and putting on the hotel showers and getting good hotels with good showers. That was like the most important thing to me and just sit in a hot shower for 30, 40 minutes to like, let my body like feel okay to go and start the day and go kill ourselves again. But like you experience all this together and then you like get out of there. And like, I know when I left, it was, it took me, it honestly took me probably a couple of years to fully just kind of relax because I was so used to going, 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 and I was still working and doing independence. So that was like, but it was, it was like, you just couldn't relax. I was like, can I do this? Or am I going to get in trouble? And like, it's, are you experiencing any of that, any of that now, now that you're out of that bubble or Shawshank, as I like to call it? What's that? I always I say like escaping Shawshank, getting out of Shawshank, like the the Shawshank Redemption, because like you're in that environment for so long, and then getting out. Like, are you experiencing anything? Like, like as far as dealing with all this time, how are you dealing with all that? Luckily, I was able to go film a movie, so I was gone for about six weeks from home out in Arkansas, and I filmed a a movie out there, and that was a great opportunity to just learn a different side of. Uh, entertainment and uh i was really blessed in the fact that it came about like pretty much right after my release so like it just gave me an opportunity to see what else is out there besides wrestling and uh they get you know kind of confidence that hey i can do some other things i don't just need to rely on this constant grind on my body and it was crazy it's like yeah you, you go crazy but you get a lot of downtime during between takes and stuff yeah. like that but like you know even like the stunt work it's like oh, this, this is easy like I might have been out in 100 degree weather with big overcoat all day, but hey, I feel great. Like my body feels great. I can go to the same gym every day. Like, you know, and I was like, all right, like I can get used to this. This is like, they treat you, they treat you well. I was going to ask you, you that, how they treated you. Cause I, everyone I've heard from like when they do movies, they go, it's night, like compared to kind of like the WWE environment. And it is what it is. But I always said like they, they treat you really really well so is that that is well, true then that they have to get the screen actors guild yeah. and uh they actually have union reps that come and it was one of the first productions that started up with the uh, covid restrictions so like they would come in and they would if you weren't up to code they would shut you down luckily oh, wow. they, they made it through the whole shoot like almost uh a month and a day shoot and they made it through with nobody getting covid they had weekly tests you know, for the crew, nobody was, no extras were allowed without having a test, temperature checks. Like they were very professional about with everything they did. And, you know, when you did something that they liked, you know, they appreciated it. And that's something I wish you got more of instead of just like a thumbs up and gorilla yeah. or just one little backpack, you know, pat of the back. It's like, you know, more appreciation for what you do would be awesome. But like, I get it. It's a business, but you know, seeing the other side of an entertainment business it doesn't have to be like that like everybody is working towards one goal yeah. and that's the same thing in wrestling when you're making a movie everybody's working toward the goal of making the most beautiful product you've ever seen 
and everyone plays that role. Yeah. And you go through like, you know, a character, like you read the character, but then you get to come up with its backstory. That's not written. So you're coming up with this backstory and the motivations for portraying this character in wrestling. You don't always have that in wrestling. It's like, all right, you're not going to speak. You're just going to stand in the background yep. and do this one thing. And it's like, well, how do I make this special? Well, you're not supposed to, you're just that guy over there or Hey, no, 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 that's too much. Just get, get up. You're not on TV for six weeks. It's like, I remember I got hurt and, uh, me and Harper were with the bludgeons. Yeah. We were the champs and I get hurt. And the whole time I was hurt, they didn't use him once. Now, how can you have a guy that talented that's doing great things yeah. somewhere else right now, showing more personality than he ever was able to show six at, years at his previous. And that's, you know, he's just showing a fraction there. He's not showing everything he can do. Yeah. And it's like, how do they have nothing for a guy like that? And this, the same can be said for so many people yeah. like Eric Young came and I'm a huge fan of his. I always would like to say, you know, even with the sanity stuff, even though it was similar to the Wyatt's kind of, I wanted to see it. I wanted to see that. Because the Wyatt's were done for the time anyway. So it's all, like, if you have something new, or, yeah, yeah it, it, because that could always be rehashed too down the line for a, a so, yeah. It's like they had nothing for them that there with that. They had nothing for them with comedy stuff. And it's just, it's frustrating to see these very genuinely good, talented guys not being able to do what yeah. they want. And it's nothing against the people that are being used. I get it. They're the ones that are chosen or they're the ones that are getting a chance, but not everybody's getting those chances. And it's like, well, you know, yeah. why are they, why are they there if they're not going to be used? So finally they used COVID as an excuse, which I don't necessarily agree with considering they made record profits, yep. uh, which, you know, it's, it's a bitter feeling all on its own, especially when you have guys like Callis and Anderson, you know, that just signed five year deals. Yeah. And it's like, you know, you're not seeing people I, with families. Like it, it, no other wrestling company is doing that. It could be frustrating. Like I literally just signed a deal as well. Yeah. And yeah, not for as long. I, cause I knew that why would I want to, invest five years when I know they can let go of you whenever they want yeah. to. But like, why would they invest that much time to try to keep these people just to say goodbye when these people need it the most? Yeah. After you give yourself to them, you know, you brought up a good point. I want to, I want to mention this about movies and how everyone's playing roles for a common goal and making the best movie possible. And this is the one thing that's always bothered me with, with in particular with the LWWE that, Everybody there is, in my opinion, valuable for the roles that they play because the guys that are being pushed can't be those guys unless everyone else is playing their roles to help get them to that point. And whoever's selecting that, everyone's supportive, everyone understands the way things are. But the thing that's always bothered me is how they will, they treat the talent less that are playing in the lesser roles sometimes, oftentimes. I've seen it in like a, a lot of different things. And it, to me, that was always really frustrating that I'm just like, what the fuck are we doing? It's just such a weird environment. And it comes from Vince. That's just Vince. That's the environment they have bred. But I would see like, guys, if you're going out there, if I'm going out there and putting you over and we are, we are pushing you, like, why am I being treated worse in the back? Because I lost? It's weird to me because movies don't act like that. It, you, have, you have your good guy, bad guy. You got supporting roles. And I'm sure that like the, the production company, the producer 
isn't fucking like shit talking or like looking down at someone for playing a supporting role because it, it, we're in wrestling. I feel like it's kind of, it's just different and you got to kind of experience it. And I've kind of been on opposite ends of it at different times and I've seen it. So I don't know. Well, it's, it's funny. Cause like in a movie, they'll, they'll cast somebody, even a small supporting role and they'll cast them based on who's the best for that particular role. The guy who's the best for that small supporting cast may be a lead for a different movie. Like you see these guys come in yeah. for quick cameos and they're hilarious or they're they're drama driven. And it's really weird because like in wrestling there was none of that. I always joked around that WWE studios, whenever they would put on these movies, they would hand pick who would be in the movie. Like oh. I think it's changed a little bit. And my whole thing, I think I even brought it up to you was why don't we have like catering? Why wouldn't they put up like a bulletin that says, Hey, audition? Just try out. Have the director who's directing the movie put on the best. Like, like they I don't never let it know for people. Miz, I remember Miz told me that they didn't have like they, for different movies. I wasn't even on the list for the different. Like they they want it, and I go, what the fuck? They don't make those opportunities available, or people will request you, and you don't even know it because it yeah. gets cut off in the office. It's a very odd environment, and I, I've never understood that. Why wouldn't you want everyone having every opportunity possible to become yeah. as popular? It just makes the brand that much more popular, but. It was funny when I got this role after I got let go is because they said, oh, thank goodness he got let go. Not because he got let go, but because we could use you is because we would have contacted WWE, but we've tried to in the past for other things and they've been impossible. Holy hell. Yeah. So it's like, it you know, how many guys are get don't get these opportunities just because of what they're doing. And I get that you have a day job and you sign a contract, but you know, it's tough because I have to, I have to say doing that. You know, that role was probably the most rewarding thing I've done in a really? long time. And, you know, and it shows a different side of me than you'll ever see. So I'm excited for, you know, to see the finished product and hopefully to try to do some more of that stuff as well. But obviously, wrestling is my number one passion and that's what I love. And, you know, itching at the bit to get back to it. But with the world the way it is, it's like, I don't know how much I want to go back to wrestling in front of nobody. Because everyone, see, that's what, like, I'm waiting. And I, I got another stem cell here, and I'm like kind of eyeballing maybe end of the year, early next year. But I was like, I hope to God fans are back. Like, I wouldn't go back if there's no fans after what I've been through. I just couldn't do it. Like, I would not, like, Zach, you know, Ryder leaves WWE. He shows up on AEW. I'm like, man, I wish that guy could have fucking would have held off and showed back up with people. But also, you don't know what other opportunities. Like, I get it. Like, it's, you yeah. got to take what's given also at, at times. But, if you had any say, like, if things are ideally, you'd want to go back when there's fans, right? Like you're saying? Oh, definitely. Yeah. But, you know, you can never say never, especially with what we do. Yeah. And it's, especially with so, it seems like so many companies are trying to start up with no fans. You know, it's like even I saw New Japan, even though they can't bring in any foreigners, they're still trying to do separate projects, one in the, you know, the US and one in, you know, Japan, and then they try to do. You know, I think I just saw ROH is going to start back up in a closed studio. I think I read something about NWA's doing another closed studio production. They got AEW closed studio, WWE. It's like there's so many things to do, but how much money is really being made? I don't know. I don't know. What are your thoughts with watching? Because like I mean, I, I watch. I do the uh, weekly wrestling show also here, so I watch enough to be able to to do the show every week. And for me, it's really tough watching wrestling with no fans because there's no energy and it makes it, and, I, and it's not none of the talent's fault. Like I, the talent going out there, everyone, it's that 
it reminds me of being in developmental and having to do practice matches with no crowd. It's those are the hardest matches you'll ever have here or doing an empty arena match in WWE before you're on the roster. It's they're fucking stressful. And these people are going out there and doing it every week doing TV. So it's not the talent. I'm just saying like the, it, it, for me, it's a lot more difficult to watch because there's no emotion to me. That was always the best part about wrestling is that adrenaline and emotion in the crowd reactions. What are your thoughts watching this with no crowd? I mean, obviously, I, I, I watch some things because there's people that, you know, I worked a lot with that, you know, I've got to check out what they're doing. But yeah, like some things are very unique and interesting in this time. And then some things are, are very bad. Yeah. But that's been the same with the product, you know, since always. Like some things are really good to one person. Some things are really bad. Some people might have liked that swamp pipe patch that uh, Braun and Bray had. Yeah. Some people might not like it at all. It all depends. Like the Undertaker's thing i don't the boneyard that's manager. there's no way that's a send-off there's no way that's the proper send-off but maybe it is i joked about that i said he'll say it's a send-off the first chance there's a mania with people again vince will get him back to have the final send-off because you got to do it in front of people like i do find it interesting that brock hasn't been seen since uh mania smart man i mean he's my favorite pro wrestler that he just gets everything like i love he's literally does things his way and i love it that's uh, as far as I'm sure the talent hate it. I don't, I think it's great just knowing what the company does to people. I'm like that. He just fuck you. And like, he's gotten, I just think it's the <laughs> ultimate way. I was like, it's the only way to be with them. Cause it's uh, just play their play hardball with them. But he's probably the smartest professional wrestler of all time. Makes the most money per appearance. His body is saved, goes out there, and, but He's not on social media either. He lives up in fucking Canada now and just has his family. He's probably happy as ever. Doesn't give a shit what anyone thinks. And it's like, it's, I was going to ask you about that too with social media. Are, are you very active on there or no? Because I've seen you on Instagram. But I mean, I'm, I try to do it every now and then. To me, I feel like it's more of a chore than anything else. Uh, I don't really try to keep up with followers and all that. Like, you know, Hell. like that. I've seen people do like, live videos and stuff like that i think i did my first interview live video interview ever i was like what is this how do you press this <laughs> and uh you know obviously if you have new merchandises or new things coming out you yeah. gotta you know you know put something on social media or just kind of create buzz is the way to yeah. you know use your social media but like as far as like being constant with it you know i think i more use it just to keep up with friends yeah. No, it's, I use it for business. Cause I was, so I was like of your mindset. And I remember I, I made my Instagram my last year in WWE because Nikki, the social media guy, we we're in the UK on a tour. And he's like, will you please make an Instagram? We need to get you on this. And like, I just didn't, I didn't, I, was like, I don't want to fucking be on this. Like Twitter was the only thing I would put out. And then I wouldn't even keep that on my phone a lot of times. And I would, cause I saw how like toxic that was. But then after I got it, I realized in wanting to do my business things, it's been the best thing ever for my business. And like, there's so many opportunities and I just went all in on it. And like, but, and, and I take it off my phone now. Like I use it in the morning and I have people that work for me on other things, but it, it's stressful. And like at times, because you're like, it's just, it, it's very negative at times and it can open you up. It's a toxic place in that, but it's, there's a lot of positive as well. And, and being able to stay in communication with people, I think is, is the best use for it. But I'm always curious on people's, takes on social media because like it's, really, it's, it's, it's important for me so it's funny you say it's toxic because it's like 
especially with a wrestler, it's like you, you never see it in like other things, like uh, other people in entertainment. It's not, it's not like, no. oh man, you were the worst wrestler of all time. Or and, and then like two minutes later, you like won a big match. You're like, oh my gosh, you were the best. Yep. And then the, the guy follows you. He's like talks bad things and good things. It's like, what's going on? Why is this person saying good things and bad things all at the same time? It's really weird. Or how has this person become an expert? I like. I get people have opinions like, hey, this movie was great. Or, hey, this movie was terrible. But, oh, man, that guy's character in that movie, you don't even say the character's name. You just say, like, let's say Keanu Reeves is the worst human being of all yeah. time. Like, he's, he's a, a shitty, slime, like, guys. like Horrible like, actor. No, Nobody would say that, no. oh, Keanu Reeves. But, like, I feel like if he was a wrestler... Yeah. Everyone would would comment on him as the real person, and they can't differentiate nope. the wrestler and the person. It's so weird. It's like people think that the Eric Rowan can't speak. Yeah, like, and I think I used that in some of the promos last year. It was like, you know, this is probably the first time anybody hears me speak. Anybody hears me talk? It's like, yeah, I'm not a mute. Like I can talk. It's like I was a character. Didn't they don't speak. understand it. The lives. I told Rusev. Me and Miro talked about this. I was like. There's in no other industry, I feel like, is it really like this? Nothing could prepare you. And like for independent wrestlers, like they don't know until you actually get to like TV wrestling, the on, especially WWE with uh, the, or AEW too, the, the ratings are going up. But like once you get on TV, it's a whole other ball game. Cause I remember being like an FCW. I remember I had a Facebook and I remember I was Skip Sheffield. I never had read anything bad. Like I remember like, I occasionally would go on Facebook and I think occasionally on Twitter, but all the fans in FCW were, were really nice. Everybody was great. And then I got called up to NXT as Skip Sheffield. And I'll never forget, like, I remember like I went on like Facebook after like the first week or two. And I, I saw there was like a WWE group. So they, and I remember that there was a whole thread on like what a piece of shit Skip Sheffield was. And I remember like thinking like, <laughs> what the fuck is going on? And like reading the comments and they were so mean. And I was like, these people fucking hate me. Like, I was like, I'm a baby face. But it, the comments had nothing to do with wrestling. It was just like, just wrestling fans, like being just vulgar. And it's just nothing could prepare you for that. And, but I feel like wrestlers need to go through like uh, a training on how to like um, deal with that, that. Because it is. Every no, they, they, they do. It's, it's very horrible things. And I think uh, some take it particularly harder than others. Oh, yeah. Some actually take it to heart. The girl killed herself and, out of Kimura. The, like, it's, it's a serious thing. Yeah. And, uh, you know, my whole thing was I always just cared more about the respect and yeah. the opinion of people I worked with, my coworkers. I, I yeah. kind of was like, I get there's going to be haters. And for me, I think that there was always that whole thing where they tried to compare me to Brody. And I'm like, why are they doing this? We're completely two different people just because we're tall and have beards. Like you can't compare two people and just keep putting them on the same thing. They both offer completely different things. And I think that's what made us successful as a tag team is we were so different, but like fans would always try to like say, Oh, this guy, this guy, and this guy. It's like, why do people can't, can't they just have fun and just try enjoy to like, it and enjoy it? Like, you know, it's really funny. It's like you're bald, so should we compare you to Steve Austin or you know? You no, they like do. You, they do Goldberg. Look, right? Goldberg, Goldberg they yeah, I can't like with that. There's this portion of people they don't want to ever let that go. I'm like, couldn't it be any different, guys? But it is what it is. That's just like the, they always have to compare you to fucking someone. <laughs> I'm still waiting for that match. Oh, that's man. I would. Uh, I met him actually at uh, when you guys were in New Orleans. 
the last time, you know, when Rusev Day was really, really over, I, I did, uh, that was my last WrestleCon I did. And he, uh, I think he got inducted into the Hall of Fame, but uh, he came to the WrestleCon thing and I was fucking mad. I was in a lot of pain still. I remember that, that period, but he came over and just, just said hello. And uh, he, he was really nice. I think that was always, I wanted that when I was there, but I was told no. So. It was, uh, it's all right. It's all right. It's all right. Dolph took your place. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Dolph, one of my favorite people, man. The, uh, who are, I was going to ask you that. Who, who are some of your, your good friends in wrestling that, cause everyone I mean, has their uh, own little crew. I feel like they, that they migrate towards. I mean, I always love the Ascension guys. I used to ride with Connor a lot. Yeah. Um, obviously Brody, um, Big E, Big e. you know, I was really close with. And, you know, I got along with everybody. I never had like a, a bad experience with anybody. Cause, but like at the end of the day, we're all like, we're all fighting each other. We're all taking each other of each other in the ring. Like you have to have that trust with everybody you work. And if, if you don't have that trust, then, you know, I'm not going to work you. Yeah. <laughs> I've never refused to work somebody. There might've been maybe one guy in the whole place that I probably would have said, no, I won't work. Yeah. And that's Same. pretty good for being such a, a big place. Yeah. <laughs> but I never had any problems with, with anybody. No, you never did. I always remember you were always, man. Actually, too, I do remember the um, when you were being used in the singles role, too, and you were working Big Show a lot. Uh, or a big, Oh, oh <laughs> correction. It, me and Big Show, yeah, you butted heads with me a little bit in the beginning. Yeah. But then later on, we were really cool. I remember that. But I, I like, I always, because that was when Big Show was still working regularly. But I always took that when I, because I remember that going on. And I, because I remember we would talk sometimes. And I remember, because uh, I got along with, with Big Show a lot, but I had to work him a lot at a lot of different points. But I always looked at it like he was, I thought that was a good thing because I thought that showed how much he potential he thought you really had. And that maybe he was, because he's getting older and here's this other big guy that's come. You know what I mean? And it wasn't, yeah. and I was like, I knew everyone liked you. And I was like, eventually he's going to come around with that. He's just, because yeah. he was like at that period of like, he's still being used, wants to still keep being pushed. He wasn't ready yet, you know, to, and then some injuries and stuff. But I think it was just, uh, I don't know. I, I remember that period. And I just remember thinking like, eventually Big Show's going to really like you. Like it's. Yeah. No, yeah, it, it's like we worked that, that first little run together a few times, and he was on me all, every night for some reason. And then I think a year later, we did a whole other, you know, ton of loops and worked together. And it was night and day from how, you know, we treated each other and how he treated me. So, yeah, like, nothing, nothing bad to say about him. No, Sam, I love the guy, man. He's, to me, he's the greatest giant of all time. The, um, so what's the, I'll wrap this up. I don't want to take too much more of your time, but, I wanted yep. to ask you with, with the wrestling, what, what's the goal here with everything going on? Uh, have you had any offers? I, you don't have to say anything specific. Do you have any, uh, any place that in particular, uh, and you don't have to say if you don't want to, that yeah. wrestling-wise that, that you would like to end up with or what's, what's on the mind? Um, I might have somebody reach out a little bit, talk about some stuff, but okay. nothing set in, set in stone. To me, I'm just, you know, trying to enjoy the, the quarantine life a little bit while I'm home, yeah. spend it with the family as much as possible. Whenever anything does come up with wrestling, I'm not, you know, automatically saying, no, I'm not going to do that. But, you know, it has to be the right thing for, you know, me. But, yeah, I'm just excited to have the world open up and 
Same. Be able to work out in front of people again. But uh, you do want to wrestle. You do want to keep wrestling because, like Miro Rusev was like, "I'm d- he's done," and he's, I think he's hurt over some things. I think he's just enjoying some time off. He's not done. No, he's I said guy. he's not done he's either. A, he's he's another guy way too talented yeah. just to to pick it up and say no. But you know, obviously, I see another side of things that I want to pursue, yeah. and it's like I don't really feel like signing no contract that's going to lock me down anywhere and not be able to do other things. That would be like the the huge takeaway for me because I I, I want to see what else is out there. But like as far as the wrestling goes, it's like I still have fun. Like I was in the ring for a few hours the other day, just having fun. You know, taking unnecessary bumps when I didn't have to. <laughs> How but, are you, uh, you know? Huh? How old are you? Uh, th- 38. Okay. I feel, yeah, like I'm going on, I feel like I'm going on that 40. So I'm getting that old man strength. Do you have the gray hairs yet or no? Or are you still staying? I, I got I got, I got the streak down the middle okay. a little bit, but nothing too terrible. No, I'm terrified of that. I haven't gotten any yet. And I'm like, every, everyone I'm seeing, like Stu, like Wade just turned 40, Barrett. And I'm like, ah, man. Like, I go, oh. I, I, it just seems like yesterday I was so young. I still feel young now with all the stem cells. I was like, Man, time goes by. Like you're gonna wake up eventually, be fifty. It's like fuck. <laughs> so um, I don't feel great, like man. it. That's the good thing. I don't. I don't feel like it. No, so, you don't. You uh, look great. I, I'm excited for you. I think you're gonna have some some really big opportunities, and I hope hopefully uh, we, we have some encounters still left in us, uh, wherever that is in the in the near future. But I do ask everyone that's on, and I'm always interested. One piece of advice, I always, and I don't mean to put you on the spot, and it could be anything, wrestling or not wrestling, life. If you can give one piece of advice to the listeners or something that's helped you the most in your life, what would that be? You don't always have to be the guy that blab, blab, blabs. You need to absorb everything. You need to absorb everybody before you speak, which, which means listen to what's going on around you. Be informative about it before you speak. Otherwise, you're going to come out as the stupidest guy in the room. The guy who blabs and gossips and talks all over everybody else is usually the stupidest guy in the room. And that goes for wrestling, too. <laughs> the guy that's talking the most and the guy that's listening. Usually the guy that's listening is going to absorb the most information and apply it. And that goes with anything in life. So sit back, listen to what's going on, inform yourself, then speak. Fantastic advice. I love it. What's uh, so social media wise? Anything you want to plug? Got the pro wrestling t shirt. Uh, you can get the death of the spider t shirts with the Erica lives t shirt at pro wrestling tees at Eric Redbeard. But uh, but yeah, easy name, Eric with a red beard. Is that the new name oh, then, Eric Redbeard? Huh? Oh yes, yeah, to take on being banished and exiled from uh. A foreign land and having to make a name for yourself just like eric the red did back in the old days so yes eric redbeard is the name for now otherwise you know maybe i'll change it who knows <laughs> i love it I got, I may, maybe i might go on the tweet machine and people say oh, that's a terrible name <laughs> how, how how bad is that They're like i like it now i like this name now yep. people hate it so i like it. but yes uh eric redbeard um social media great talking to you man it's been Likewise. too long no i know Time, man, it, it's it's always a pleasure to get to sit back and just talk to guys I, I got to be around. And hopefully, once again, we'll end up somewhere. And uh, we, if not a match, a beer sometimes. So, has to be light. Yeah, <laughs> of course. But thank you very much, buddy. It was a pleasure as always. And guys, we'll be right back 
after these messages. What's going on guys? The big guy Ryback here with Feed Me More Nutrition. Check us out on feedmemore.com or Amazon. You can actually save 10% on Feed Me More Nutrition at feedmemore.com with discount code PODCAST10. One dollar of every sale on the website goes towards Three Square in feeding the homeless. We have our new fruity cereal, I So Hungry, our mango candy, Wake Up Unlimited Energy, and our Brain Feed Brain Support. We have supplements for men and women using only stevia and monk fruit, no aspartame, no sucralose, no artificial colors. We have something for everybody, guys. Get hungry, stay hungry, feed me more. Hey, what's going on, guys? It's the big guy, Ryback, and I want to talk to you about Fuel Meals, my personal meal prep service I've been using for years. Meal prep at your doorstep. Fuel Meals at FuelMeals.com has something for everybody, an easy way to eat healthy in this fast-paced life we are all living. Whenever I'm in a pinch, I go to my Fuel Meals, and I love it. I love to eat real food, but the fact is I can't cook for every single meal of the day. So Fuel Meals come in handy for me when I need it most, and I think it could help you too. Tell them the big guy sent you and use discount code THEBIGGUY to save 15%. FuelMeals.com. Feed me more. You've heard us talk about Real Good Foods before on the podcast and just how much I love their Real Good pizzas and enchiladas. Now Real Good Foods also has their new poppers, which are a super low-carb cross between a chicken nugget and a jalapeno popper. All of their foods are low-carb, grain-free, gluten-free, and keto-friendly. Most items have as low as 3 to 4 grams of carbs per serving. From their chicken crust pizza, enchiladas, cauliflower crust pizzas, snack bite pizzas, and poppers, you can't go wrong with anything from Real Good Foods. All items are available at realgoodfoods.com, on Amazon, and in retail locations all over the country, with a store locator on their website. Save 10% with discount code RYBACK off of realgoodfoods.com. Real Good Foods. Feed me more. Welcome back. Big thank you to Joe for coming on. Great to catch up. And uh, I always have gotten along with him uh, really, really well. Good human being, and that's the most important thing. Uh, but also just a beyond uh, talented big man in pro wrestling and i i think uh we have not seen the best yet of, of joseph rude eric the Redbeard. all right moving on this week's show i'm gonna jump right in guys knock out our itunes review of the week you guys your itunes reviews are greatly appreciated if you listen to the show if you could please just take a minute and uh swing by uh the podcast on iTunes and uh, leave a rating and a, and a review. It really helps 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 us out. And uh, as always, the one weekly winner, you will get a supplement of your choice for Feed Me More Nutrition. And just email me at the big guy at feedmemore.com if you are selected with a screenshot of your review, your supplement of choice, and uh, we'll get you a code for a free product there on the website and get you hooked up for your time. This week is the winner is a five star review by Kryptononian Crypt Kryptonian two eight one three 
Love every single episode so far. Ryback is full of motivation, inspiration, and the interviews are top-notch, very humorous. Full of information and, as I said before, inspiring and motivating. Keep up the good content, big guy. Thank you very much, Kryptonian2813. Please email me again at thebigguyatfeedmemore.com and uh, with a supplement of your choice from Feed Me More Nutrition on feedmemore.com and we will get you hooked up on that. And thank you guys all for the kind reviews. All right, moving on, moving on, moving on. I got my thought of the week I want to get into here eventually. Those are always, always uh, something I look forward to kind of uh, talking about with you guys. But a few pieces of business, first and foremost, I want to mention guys this week, we're actually doing a two-week giveaway on this one. Our biggest cash giveaway yet with Feed Me More Nutrition. Um, these cash giveaways have been a huge hit, and uh, we're just keeping, again, with the, the marketing and the ad budget that I set aside every month, because I market on, on multiple different platforms, and this is a promotion, which has been figured in cash-wise for the month. So this one, we are doing a $2,000 cash giveaway, straight up this week, just big $2,000 cash giveaway, guys. I'm going to go ahead and give you guys 20% off if you want to enter the contest. Use discount code FEEDME2000. FEEDME2000. Use that discount code on feedmemore.com. Give you 20% off. Again, you get a shaker bottle, workout towel with your order, and you're automatically entered into the $2,000 cash giveaway contest. This contest will end Friday at midnight Pacific, August 28th. So every purchase that you make from now until midnight of August 28th is an, uh, another entry, is an entry into this contest. We use an automatic number generator there and put all the order numbers in, 100% random. Anybody who, who purchases has a shot to win, whether you make a purchase for one supplement or you make, make a huge $500 order. An entry is an entry into this contest. And with every entry, you do increase your chances of of possibly winning and odds are great for these things in consideration for how much money we're actually giving out in a short period of time. And, uh, and like I said, we've, these, these have been a huge hit for us, uh, from a business standpoint. And, uh, it's good to see it build a little bit of excitement and, uh, you know, buy the best supplements on the planet and possibly win cash. I feel like I don't see a lot of other companies, supplement companies doing weekly cash giveaways or free as frequent as we're doing. With these and increasing it every week or every two weeks as we're doing on this one. Cause now we are getting into some, we're getting into the, to the deeper waters here, guys, with these cash giveaways. So, and, uh, truly I, I can't wait to, uh, give this out. I think it, it, it this is, these are bigger than stimulus checks <laughs> that are supposed to last you for months. This is the big guys giving you this for the week. <laughs> So hopefully uh, everyone's uh, excited with these contests that we're doing. Uh, with Feed Me More Nutrition, though, also the peanut butter pieces, ISO Hungry Protein is in. Our pink lemonade, Wake Up Unlimited Energy, I believe we are hoping to have in under a few weeks back in stock. We do have mango candy and green apple. We actually got the green apple on reorder, even though we, are, we still have plenty of stock of that. But those have been moving really, really well. And uh, we're actually I'm working on the labels right now for my one, two, three muscle joint tendon support. 
which is, there's not another supplement like it. It's a supplement I've been using. It's helped me a lot, especially to joint-wise, like with my arthritis. My arthritis actually doesn't give me, that I have in my right shoulder, complications that, like pain-wise. And I really believe it's because of the joint supplement I take. And I've taken it for many years. And I, I created this. I'll also, though, having things in there for our muscles with a, a good amount of turmeric uh, for inflammation, along with a couple other things. And then um, supercissus for the tendons. And what else am I? And then the, the CM8, the stuff, cetyl muriel stellate. I'm not, I got to look it back up. It's, I call it CM8 for short, but it's cetyl muriel stellate. I can't say it. I've already talked, so it's too late. I knew I was taking a risk. I actually could pronounce it. I practiced it enough where I could say it pretty fluidly for a while. And I haven't said it in probably two months, and it shows. Because I am, I am botching it. That much I know. CM8. Should have just said CM8. Everything would have been fine. I'm leaving it in. I don't care. But yeah, thank you guys with everything for Feed Me More Nutrition. Just continuing. It's morning to night. And a great team of people that, that work with me on everything. And can never do anything alone. And, uh, but it is, it is it's morning to night. Going one thing to the next. And with all the content and everything, it's... Uh, it's pretty pretty cool seeing this all play out. But that's our new cash giveaway, guys. And I uh, would love for you guys to enter. And, uh, yeah. And, again, your if you can leave reviews, guys, on the supplements, too, on Amazon, it greatly helps. If you use a Feed Me More Nutrition supplement and, and you really genuinely like it, those Amazon reviews actually link into our website as well on feedmemore.com. So those reviews, and they, they, they greatly, greatly help. And, uh, and I've never been a review guy. So I get it, but uh, if if you are a review person, you don't mind doing it. It um it it really helps the cause. All right, Fuel Meals, my personal meal prep service that I work with, guys. You could save fifteen percent on FuelMeals.com uh, with discount code of the big guy. They have the signature series. They have their custom steak, chicken, tilapia, salmon, Texas turkey burgers, sweet potato fries, rice. Vegetables, broccoli, asparagus, green beans, everything. They, they got quesadillas. They make counting your macronutrients really easy. Affordable meals. We just throw them in your freezer or refrigerator. Heat them up. You can even throw them on the stove. A little bit of olive oil, something if you like to cook. I usually will do that with my, when I was eating them a lot more, when I was doing a lot more of the sticking and, uh, sticking the chicken and steak with that. But they, they have something for everyone on there. And so if you are looking to maybe clean up your diet a little bit with a little assistance so you don't got to cook all the time, maybe replace eating out, check out Fuel Meals, fuelmeals.com, discount code the big guy for 15% off. And with that, we're going to go ahead and jump in to my thought of the week here this week. And it's just a, I have a, a team of people that help me and I go through and I find things that I like, quotes that I like, or just sayings that I like. And they put my images on things of the Feed Me More Nutrition logo. And again, a lot of that's just spreading positivity. And that's all I care about, spreading massive positivity. And I look at the, the, the positives on it is that the people that need to see it, see it, and it helps them. And uh, because a big part of my success and happiness has been surrounding myself uh, in my house. And I have them, you know, I got my 10X poster over here. I got poster over here, laugh more, worry less. It has a bunch of positive, be awesome, you know, live, laugh, love. The just live your dreams. I got 
lot of positive things. You know, success is never owned. It's rented and the rent is due every day. I have this stuff all around my house. And the reason quotes are just quotes. Quotes don't do shit unless you do the work. Quotes are great. And I've, I've heard other people like Grant Cardone does this as well. And he has this stuff around. And I've done this for many, many, many years for a long time is because you never, we go through dips and like you have moments where you, you know, you're fucking firing on all cylinders and cylinders and then you have a bad day. And then you just sometimes need to see, just look up and see that 10X or look up. You feel like being lazy, and but you know that you have a lot of work that still needs to be done. And you fucking look up and see that success is never owned. It's rented and the rent is due every day. And realizing that the work that you did yesterday or the week before or the month before or the year before isn't going to do the work for you today. You still got to do the work. So I love having this stuff around. That's why I put this stuff out for everyone. And it, it sometimes people go, oh, the positive. Like, I don't give a fuck about the negative. Like, I don't care. I'm not, I'm not worried that they're going to be like, man, they're right back with all that positivity. Fuck. Like, I don't care if they don't follow me. Like, I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck about social media. I use it for my benefit and to put out stuff and the people that can get positive stuff for my messages. That's why I do it. And that's all I care about. And uh, you just really, so that's why just always pushing that content out on that. But one of the ones I saw, and this kind of ties into all this is, is a rule number one, fuck what they think. And it's just so true on so many things. And that's why I just, I could speak freely and I've built myself up to where I'm reliant on myself for my income and for my, for everything. Um, and where I don't worry about what people are going to think. I just, I'm myself and I live my life and I, and I always, I try to just be a good human being and, and say what I feel and, and know what I want. I think that's really important, knowing what I want, knowing what we want, and just live your life. Because as you guys can all see, no matter what, there's people, they're going to write, they're going to complain, they're going to they're gonna talk shit. They're going to constantly voice their opinion in a negative way, those people on social media or whatever, usually social media. It doesn't matter. Fuck what they think. I know what I want. I know what I'm working towards. I just keep doing it. If you've noticed since I've left WWE and with all the bullshit, the negative stuff, that any of the stuff that came out, have I stopped? It would have been real easy to like, oh, I better not talk about anything. I better not, you know, do this. I better maybe I should stop my podcast because it's they're gonna write about me. They like they like to write negative lies. I don't fuck what they think. They're irrelevant to the goals that I have. That's the same for you guys. You just got to know what you want and just keep putting the work in towards it. Every day, I just know what I need to keep doing to keep working towards my goals. And I keep doing it. And there'll be some weeks where everything is, is great and amazing. And there'll be other weeks where I'll be, they'll see a negative headline come out. And I'm like, oh, that's kind of misconstrued. And it, it's not really the whole story. And you know, they read a negative headline and they went, doesn't stop me. Maybe get a few negative tweets blocked. Keep moving forward. Doesn't stop. And you just keep going. And you don't stop. And that's the, the key to anything, no matter what you're doing in life. Fuck what they think. The good too, guys. You got to just know what you want. And so, and again, you do things that work towards your goals and stuff. And like, that, that's the important thing in, in all of this is in, in knowing and where I could say fuck what they think. It's not like just, 
be a piece of shit and, and do bad things. Fuck what anyone thinks. I'm going to be, you know what I mean? It's no, I have this goal. You're going to have haters no matter what. And I'm just, I'm going to work towards this goal because this is what I'm doing with my life. And I know what I want. You know, I, too, I'll see it. It's the same thing. Like even with wrestling, people will be like, oh, you want to go, you want to just, you're just saying, you just want to go back to wrestling. Who the fuck are you to tell me what, why wouldn't I want to go back to wrestling at some capacity that I've worked my whole life for? But you see what I'm saying? People are going to always try to deter you. Like, like just they, they, no matter what, it's that bucket of crabs. It's never going to end. And the key is just know what you want. Fuck what they think. Because those people are going to do that for the rest of their lives. They're going to die. They're going to die in that bucket of crabs. You know? And it's, uh, and find the things that make you happy. Do the things that make you happy. Know what you want. Fuck what they it's like do the wrestling. I do the wrestling report and I give insight on things from being there and experience and living my whole life in that atmosphere. But you'll have people, they know better. They know that's not what I read. That's not my what I think about you because I've read dirt sheet headlines for 10 years and I know what to think because I read articles from fucking retards that write this shit. And that's and I say that word kindly. That's not doing with people, the mentally handicapped people are the, the sweetest people in the world. But these people that write this shit are diseased, poisoned people. Just ill intentions. And they do it to everybody. Illest, illest intentions. And they don't, they just, these people read it and they, they think they know. They have it figured out. I don't let it stop me. Fuck what they think. Because I know. And you need to know. And you have to have that confidence too in anything you do. And you have to understand that when you do anything and get attention, it's gonna, it comes with it. And you just block it out and you know what you want and you don't stop. I've never stopped because I know that I'm speaking the truth. I know that I'm not, I'm not going to be like, oh, no, I'm not. These people, I'm, I'm going to start believing the lies that these people have chosen to believe. Nope, they're lies. You want to be a dumbass and believe them? Go ahead. You're not going to fucking change me. You're not going to stop my goals. You're not going to stop me from what I've worked my whole life to. I'm going to keep fucking succeeding. I'm going to keep being happy. I'm going to keep on being fucking great. You're going to keep on being a piece of shit probably. Some people will change. Some people will realize, and I've seen it. Where they go, I was fucking stupid. I was a piece of shit. And they change. It doesn't happen often, but it does happen. But fuck what they think. And I don't, I, I get people that apologize to me all the time and say, man, I had you all wrong. I don't give a fuck what they think. I don't respond to it. Cool. That's you. That's not me. I could have told you fucking saved you, saved you that mindset five years ago if you just listen. Fuck what they think. Just keep being great. Keep being you. Know what you want. Go fucking get it. What do you want? You figure that part out, life gets really fucking fun. That's my thought of the week. All right, guys. Wrapping up here. All fan mail. Please send to P.O. Box 752740, Las Vegas, Nevada, 89136. Personal videos from me, cameo.com slash the big guy Ryback. I actually got to do a few today on that. All our shirts. We have a Teespring store, the Feed Me More store on teespring.com. Uh, check out clips of the podcast at Ryback TV, youtube.com slash Ryback TV. We usually put a few clips up of uh, the Shooting Blanks Wrestling Report and also um, the Ryback Show. We put a clip up uh, every week on there. If you want to watch this show in the video, full video, go to um, patreon.com backslash Ryback and to subscribe to my Shooting Blanks Wrestling Report audio and video every Monday with Raj Geary of Wrestling Inc. 
WrestlingInc.com for all your wrestling news, guys, for everything up to date in the world of professional wrestling. That is your site. But you can go to Patreon and support this show. Very, very low fee. I think we have two tiers, a $3 tier and a $5 tier for the audio and video of the shows. If you want to support these podcasts, it's greatly, greatly appreciated. My motivational book, Wake Up at Speeding Time, in the back there. And then I'm the big guy, Ryback22 on Instagram. Feed Me More Nutrition, The Ryback Show, and Ryback TV on Instagram. Ryback at Twitter. Feed Me More Nutrition on Facebook. Ryback247 on Snapchat. Thank you guys very much for listening. You've just listened to another episode of The Ryback Show. Feed me more. This is Conversation with the Big Guy Ryback. Subscribe, like, rate, comment. 